Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. Skiing enthusiasts have gone nuts as temperatures dropped to minus 10 degrees Celsius across many regions in northern China. Skiing participation already was on the rise before the 2022 Winter Olympics in Beijing. Now with COVID-19 out of the way, businesses expect and are experiencing strong growth. And amidst all that frenzy, we've spotted some new trends in winter sports that we hope to share with you. Hello, I'm Lo Lai Ming, and this is Roundtable. Today, with my colleagues New Holing and Brandon Yates, we will look at what's going on at the new snow season. So, uh, we are now experiencing, uh, we are now actually entering the season for winter sports. Warm temperatures have caused some delays in some regions, but in other parts, for instance, in northeast China, people have enjoyed a head start. Let's take skiing as an example. What's the level of excitement are we talking about lately? Oh, very much. Because because like Laiming has already said, um, we are not witnessing skiing as a popular sport for the very first year. Yet, this is definitely the first year after the um, we take relatively stricter restriction on how people would act travel, out, travel around because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And also, it's also the first year after the Winter Olympic last right. year. So more people started to realize or started to notice winter sports as they would um, choose winter sports as a, let's say, one of their choice to spend their winter vacation mm. time. It's kind of like a perfect storm because, like you said, we've just finished the, the Winter Olympics. So, of course, popularity around winter sports is probably at its Very peak. high, yes. And now with COVID restrictions being lifted and gatherings being encouraged and that kind of thing, there's so there's there's interest and accessibility, so I think that's going to see a huge boost in winter sports probably for the next few months, probably bigger than China's ever experienced. Yes, and only in the starting point of this snow and ice uh, sports season, a recent skiing trend report released by a Chinese online travel platform shows that skiing-related searches increased by 120% mm. in the first week of just November. It's not even the starting of the uh, snow. Well, it's kind of like the starting of this, uh, of winter. But this and is the, the search number. It's only the search number. And the booking volume of skiing tickets and related products rose by more than 100% monthly. Okay. Well, that indicates real action being taken. Exactly. And also, according to data from another platform, since November, the group buying orders for ski tickets have increased by 788% mm. compared to 2019. I think that, of course, thanks to Winter Olympics. Mm. And also on various e-commerce platforms, there is a significant surge in search interest related to skiing and the sales of skiing gear, such as the suits, equipment, have noticeably increased as well. So people are purchasing for the stuff and booking tickets to go to the ski resorts to spend a happy, happy weekend or even a relatively longer period so of this vacation. Is a, this is a fantastic time to be involved in the winter sport industry in China. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, did you see the same thing happening in South Africa? I mean, uh, it's probably not the continent to talk about winter sports. Definitely but, not. <laughs> but we have again, absolutely zero winter sports in South Africa. Zero. I mean, pretty much um we have very very light snowfall there may be one or two resorts in kwazulu natal or the western cape that may occasionally every few years Mm -hmm. have enough snowfall to have skiing or snowboarding or winter sports um but never on a consistent level like we would see in asia or europe and that kind of thing so winter sports 
I mean, there's winter sports interest, so people will go overseas and you know plan trips to you know the United States or European the French Alps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, those kinds of locations, but actually participating in those sports in South Africa, um, pretty much non-existent, except the sports where you can facilitate your own winter sports, so like um, ice hockey, figure skating, that kind of thing. But even then, the interest in those sports is very, very minimal compared to um, summer sports. Mm-hmm. Now, anyway, for uh, people who want to take up skiing, now they have a new destination here in China. Yes. Um, actually, when it comes to winter sports here in China, I think the situation was a little bit like what Brendan has mentioned in uh, South Africa for people living in the southern part of the country previously, because the s- similar situation is that we didn't, well, for people there, they didn't have a lot of snowfall and the natural environment was not that suitable for them to pursue winter sports. And more importantly, they didn't, there was, they, were, they were not exposed to much of the winter sports related uh, games and mm. any kind of quote-unquote education or promotional events promotional events thank you very much and but the thing is actually um, we have a report talking about people engaged in ice and snow sports it showed that even in the mainland southern part of the mainland where it really snows a surprising 161 million people are participating in ice and snow sports because certain ice sports can be conducted in indoor areas Mm. and even snow uh, even skiing you do have certain kind of facilities uh, that allows you to conduct skiing indoor venues yeah. as well. So but they I think, are. I think that's the benefits of also living in you know a large or first world country is that when when there's such a large landmass, you de- you you tend to have different um, environments in different states or different provinces or whatever it may be. Um, so I guess people that are living in certain parts of China that don't have you know large amounts of snowfall or extreme winters and you know those kinds of environments they will still be aware of other parts of china that do offer those sorts of environments Mm. and can then make plans to go to those venues or you know like you said there are you know facilities where you can facilitate winter sports indoors um which we've also seen in places like dubai and you know other places in the middle east um so it, it it's it's kind of i think the interest is is kind of generated depending on where you live with regards to the natural environment but you can also be fortunate enough to live in a country that can create those environments if they are not naturally created. Well, mm. the size of the country certainly matters uh, now that we look at it. But again, the timing also is important. I remember as a kid looking at weather forecasts following the Xinguan Lambo on CCTV1. <laughs> I would say, oh, uh, in northeast China, it's already snowing and the snow is so thick. I mean, it's, how can people walk there? Nev- <laughs> it never occurred to me that we could go skiing. I didn't even know what ski meant back then so um but nowadays apparently uh kids are having different opinions with regard to whether or not they want to take up skiing for themselves so there are some figures showing that uh, younger people people born after the 1980s and also people born in the age of 1990s they are more likely to pick up skiing than and then their uh, perhaps their elder generations in the family Yes, actually, most passionate snow lovers are, like Lemming mentioned, young people. Over half of them were born in the 1990s and 2000s, while other 30% are post-80 generation. The skiing trend report has showed this figure I just mentioned. And also, apart from the demographic in terms of age groups, research also showed that uh, in addition to first and second tier cities, more tourists from third and fourth tier cities are also enjoy are also 
also joining skiing groups. And for、mm. those of you who do not understand, first tier, second tier, third tier, it's just like relatively more developed cities here in China, and relatively less developed cities are、uh, people living in those cities are also participating in skiing. I've got well, two first, things to add there. Well, firstly, I'm very glad to hear that people born in the '90s are still considered young. That's they that's, are young. Yes, we are young. <laughs> that's great to hear. But another element is that I think interest in snow sports probably also has to do with the income of a certain person or household because winter sports are, are、um, if you want to participate in them even you know once or on a regular basis become quite pricey, right? Yeah, you're right. Actually, studies indicate that sports industry grows significantly when a country's per capita GDP exceeds eight thousand US dollars, while the ice and snow industry tends to flourish when it is over ten thousand. So definitely, that is a right observation. Yet for young people, even though they're not that economically,、um, let's say prepared, with, prepared、yeah. <laughs> they have different ways to engage in snow sports, and they are going out of their way to participate in these kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, it is expensive in many ways. I mean, for instance,、uh, all of the, the ski resorts are not exactly located downtown, so public transportation is not readily available. I remember the first time I tried skiing, I had to t- hop on a train, a green. Slow traveling, slow motion train oh, for a few hours,、mm. even from downtown Beijing to the suburb of Beijing, and then there's a ski resort there. And then even when you are out of the train station, you have to arrange more transportation to, to take you from the train station to the ski resort, and that's an extra、uh, level of cost. And、yeah. then you have to rent if you don't already own the uh, uh, apparatus. Uh, and so、um, it's and also the accommodation. You're gonna you're not gonna just You know, travel several hours one stop to one way to just enjoy, let's say,、uh, one hour, two hours <laughs> on the hills, and you, you you want to stay there, and then perhaps when you're getting a hang of it, you you are suddenly、uh, you find it very easy. Yeah, that's something else to consider to because you、right. you it's probably something that you won't pick up immediately. So it does require, like you said, a lot of effort and time and planning. Yeah. I don't think so.、No? I think it depends. Have you because, tried? Yeah, I have. I have tried because there are different types of,、uh, let's say, ski destinations or resorts out there. There's the type that offer the kind of skiing experiences to people who might not even have tried skiing before. I my very first several. One or two or three ski experience was like that. I went to this little、uh, mountain area in actually Shanxi Province, Taiyuan, in my、oh, hometown,、okay. and it took me around two hours to go there.、Mm-hmm. And I get to ski for around four, three, four hours, which is already the most or the longest period of time I can. Accept. But did、I、you know can, how to ski beforehand? I didn't know.、Okay. That was my first time. So I didn't have to ski for a really long time、mm. because a little bit taste of it is already good enough for a first timer. And then I got back for around two hours. So those kind of ski resorts are、yeah. mostly located in the relatively inner part of the city, allowing people to actually go there and experience and come back in one、mm. day.、Mm. And there are, of course,、uh, there is another kind of ski resort that is for people. To really have a vacation kind of experience, or at least to spend a weekend there. So, for people living in the center of Beijing, maybe they need to spend around two or three hours driving to these kind of places nearby, and well, it's relatively nearby already. And then they spend the entire weekend there. Skiing,、um, having a little bit cute meet up with their friends,、mm. uh, barbecue, just having a lot of fun in a short weekend. That is another type of resort, and of course there is the. 
place that you need to, I don't know, fly out of the country or fly to another really far away province, like in Xinjiang, Kukutuhai, there、mm-hmm. is a ski resort, ski resort, and also to, well,、um, places that is requires you to take up on a flight.、Mm. Maybe those are the. Third types of ski resorts, but I I think、yeah. there are different types designated to different group of tourists. I guess it、people. depends on what kind of experience you want to have. Because if you think of you know traditional sports that anybody can pick up, like football, for example, I mean. You can just grab a football and you know walk outside and kick it and have a sort of feeling of what it feels like to be David Beckham or something.、Mm-hmm. But to fully experience what skiing actually is, I think it definitely takes some practice and some time. So as opposed to More traditional sports, I guess. So, if you're the, like, like you said, if you're the type of person that just wants to have that first-time experience and just kind of, you know, get get a taste of what it feels like to move on skis on ice, that can be done in two or three hours. But I guess if you want to become a skier that can actually, you know, take part in the sport, not competitively, but at a fairly, you know,、uh, not professional but experienced level, I guess that takes some time. And it, 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 like I said, it takes some time to get that feeling of skiing as opposed to just, you know, moving on the on the snow on skis. If that makes sense, it makes a big difference. It makes、yeah. a lot of sense. Not only is the experience important and、uh, pertaining to the the tracks or the hills that you go down, but also the environment matters a lot,、mm. and also the way they treat the snow. I mean, in more professional resorts,、um, there are more investments into creating a better experience for those who ski, and so.、Um, What, even as you are trying to enjoy the experience of skiing, you get to admire the scenery. You get to feel the snow giving way to whatever you are skating. Maybe a board, maybe、uh, some ski. So it really, really、uh, is different. And so it's it's only natural for、uh, those who are really、uh, crazy about skiing to <laughs> go hunt for different destinations mm. and mm. to practice it over you know a couple of times as opposed to just trying it once or twice. We、right. call it collecting,、uh, collecting、yes. snow,、right. collecting yeah. Yeah, different places,、mm-hmm. and even for those、uh, ski resorts that are open to a relatively long period of time for people to spend a vacation or something, they there are different types already here in China. There are those that is relatively professional, like Brendan、mm-hmm. has said. They provide different kind of equipments. You can ski there, you can play snowboarding there, and there are different、uh, venues, different sites, so you can practice different kind of props. There's different、skills. levels of slopes, right? Yeah, different yeah. slopes, and it can be. You can even experience big air if you mm, want. Mm. There are different types, and also there are the kind of ski resorts here in China that offer a really good family vacation、um, option. They offer you different types of really good local as well as international cuisine choices, and they even offer different kinds of snow games for. Kids for young people and for those young people who are getting their enthusiasms in skiing yet are not that professional or in that professional level, they get to, of course, practice skiing and、um, make some friends. Mm, mm. That is also quite enjoyable. Yeah, there's definitely a big social element to it. Uh, which is why a lot of the ski resorts across the country are trying to, like Nihuling said earlier, diversify the kind of services they can offer, other than just、uh, maybe a hill for people to go down or storm down、yeah. or just fall down. You know, that's probably <laughs> why the demand is so high now as well, because there are so many ways in which different groups can experience these winter sports.、Um, so you'll have more people. 
um, becoming interested in it. Mm-hmm. Now, so young people definitely bring something into the game which could be rather old and rather traditional uh, to begin with. So not only are people trying to split the cost and trying thinking of all kinds of innovative ways to split the cost, accommodation, transportation, and even uh, the rental for the apparels, apparatus. They're also, uh, for instance, uh, pushing the businesses to adapt. Uh, there's talk about uh, night sessions. Yes, actually, for those who are relatively hardcore skiers, they'd like to ski as much as they can. Actually, one of my friend, well, once a friend, well, a couple, they are my friend, and they went to skiing, and the um, the the wife broke her leg, but what she said to her husband was that. I'll have uh, first aid people to help me go downstairs, not downstairs, down the mountain at the foot of the mountain to treat my injury. Uh, injury, and you have to seize the time and go ski. Just ignore me. That's the level of enthusiasm. I love the person that broke their leg from skiing is encouraging other people to go ski. <laughs> no, the point is we love ski so much. Yeah, no, I get it. To the extent it's that I don't need you to take care of me, I have professional people to take care of. Oh, me. I you see. You should seize right. the moment. You so should. So as as opposed to looking after me, like I'm taking care of you guys, go and enjoy you yourselves. You go enjoy yes, yourself. Yeah, yeah. Have some fun. That's, That's nice. The level of love they have for skiing, which is why for some people they want to ski as much as they want. So after working hours, they would go to different ski resorts to actually start a ski experience during nighttime. And of course, I understand Liming's point that is for some young people, it's it can be relatively low in price as well. My mm-hmm. first reaction to seeing a friend break their leg after skiing would be to take my skis and throw them in the bin. I'd be like, nope, that's that's enough skiing for me. <laughs> which is which is valuable that these couples, they found each other. Yeah, Aww, absolutely. Right? They're lovely people. Yeah. And in the meantime, uh, when it comes to splitting costs, on top of what Lightning has already mentioned, they carpooling to the place, they would share accommodation so that they can um, enjoy a relatively low price. Mm. There is also another trend that is they wanted to have really professional trainers. Mm-hmm. And their trainers can be quite expensive. So they would form the little team online and hire a relatively more professional trainer so that they can get a better coach Mm. in a relatively low price. That's interesting. Full on. All right. So we touched upon night sessions. I think this is a, a way for uh, ski resorts to make good use of the resort in, despite the challenge of time or the uh, sensitiveness of time. But again, uh, when we talk about winter sports, we can't forget about time. We, uh, sometimes uh, the ski resorts, uh, if they were to make ends meet, if they were to be successful, they will have to be uh, very efficient in making use of the time, whatever time they have available so um, in contrast to what a lot of other uh, ski resorts are doing, in, for instance, in famous ski resorts like the French Alps, here in China, uh, a lot of the ski resorts are trying to catch up in terms of making time. So uh, maybe perhaps in the French Alps, a lot of the uh, traditional and mature ski resorts, they found ways to operate throughout the, uh, throughout the year uh, besides winter. But here in China, uh, these ski resorts are still trying to, to learn and pick up the trade and perhaps expand their, the hours of their operation. 
Mm, and I think it has a lot to do with the natural condition as mm. well, because for those places that are able to provide summer ski resorts,、uh, it has to be really high in altitude. You have to maintain certain level of snow falling during even the summer season. Whereas for certain other kind of、uh, ski resorts, for example, the town of Chamonix in France focuses on high altitude skiing, ice climbing, ice skating, ice hockey. Skiing and、uh, all, all kinds of different kinds of、uh, snow and ice sports during the time in winter and during other times, activities such as mountaineering, high altitude gliding, mountain biking takes presence. So you can actually try to find different activities to held during non-peak seasons, not winter time. But I think that also takes time to experience, to fully examine the situation in the resorts, and to figure out what is the best approach to make sure that even during Not snow and ice seasons.、Mm. There can be certain activities for visitors, for tourism,、uh, for tourists to enjoy. I think another factor that needs to be addressed is that、um, climate change will also have an impact on、um, you know the ski season. Which we just had this discussion on Sideline Story, which is available on CGTN podcasts on YouTube, our sports podcast. And we discussed that in a lot of locations around the world, the winter season is getting shorter. So that's also going to have a major impact on these resorts, on winter sports enthusiasts, and on professional athletes too. Yeah, here in China, we're already seeing this. I mean, in some parts of the country, for instance, in Beijing, we are experiencing a warm winter to begin with, and it's only in recent weeks that we start talking about maybe. Uh, the the temperature is really dropping, and maybe、mm. soon in a few weeks we'll be able to embrace really、uh, ice sports on on frozen lakes and, and rivers. Yeah, yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. I mean, the latest estimation is before the end of December. That's something we can expect.、That's, I'll bring my kids to、um, to、yeah. to the suburb. That's great to hear, but it's also great to hear that a lot of these venues are. Coming up with plans to deal with a lack of snow, for example, so just creating other you know activities that you can do that don't necessarily require. The amount of snowfall to ski or snowboard or whatever it may be. Yeah, but now it's the beautiful winter. Exactly. And people get to、peak、enjoy、season. snow, peak season, and they are doing much more than just offering a place for people to ski or to snowboarding. They are taking up the role of creating all kinds of activities,、yes. all kinds of fun events for, for families. All sorts of groups, yeah. All sorts of groups, and actually, on December the second,、uh, the opening ceremony of the Dalian Sports Industry Ice and Snow Carnival was held, and. They started to have all different activities, and of course, there is another kind of、um, love for ice and snow activity happened in Ulan Chabu. Actually, Roundtable was there, had a lot、right. of fun and a lot of good. Oh, thanks、shows. for the invite, guys. <laughs> <laughs> That was even before your time, okay, Brandon. In、okay. the future, we would definitely bring you to these places to enjoy,、uh, to have a full-on roundtable. You heard that、activity. promise live on air, yes, folks. Yes. Just saying. <laughs> and actually,、uh, for the one in Wulan Chabu, they allow people to not only engaged in traditional sports activities, including skiing, snowboarding, and even I think there are even a skeleton, which is relatively a quite professional. But you get、yeah. to experience it because you are not、um, one through. You haven't experienced the whole training session, so just experiencing skeleton and they、like、shooting yourself like a cannonball. <laughs>、mm. Yes. That's, I mean, that's incredibly fast-paced and dangerous. So hopefully, they're getting the adequate training needed. More importantly,、Absolutely. if you're bringing your 
your entire family. You can enjoy a hot spring、mm-hmm. and also music festival and、uh, carnival in terms of great food and also certain kind of markets held during this carnival, which, in my opinion, is. A great vacation choice. Yeah, it sounds super fun.、Mm. Right. So there is plenty of enthusiasm in winter sports, as indicated、uh, by the example of skiing, and that's enough for us to know、uh, that Chinese people are really getting crazy about winter sports. <laughs> Talking about 300 million people engaging in、wow. winter sports after in the wake of、uh, the Winter Olympics. I mean, that really、uh, shows something. And so,、uh, as a result, I think I, there's plenty of potential in the market. Um, for uh, domestic businesses as well as for international businesses, we haven't had time to、uh, really look into the positive effects that、uh, this market may have for international brands like Fisher and other apparel making companies. But then again,、uh, perhaps、uh, another day we will、uh, come back to,、uh, to discuss winter sports and the size of the Chinese market for winter sports.